European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 44, Issue 8, Focus Issue, Heart Failure and Cardiomyopathies, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Filippo Crea, read to you by Morgan Bryan. Heart Failure, from Pathophysiology to Deep Learning-Based Outcome Prediction. This focus issue on heart failure, or HF, and cardiomyopathies contains a state-of-the-art review article, Endocrine Functions of the Heart, from Bench to Bedside, by Massimo Volpe and colleagues from the Sapienza University of Rome in Italy. The authors note that the heart has a recognised endocrine function as it produces several biologically active substances with hormonal properties. Among these hormones, the natriuretic peptide, or NP system, has been extensively characterised and represents a prominent expression of the endocrine function of the heart. Over the years, the mechanisms governing the synthesis, secretion, processing and receptor interaction of NPs have been intensively investigated. Their main physiological endocrine and paracrine effects on cardiovascular and renal systems are mostly mediated through guanulate cyclase A-coupled receptors. The potential role of MPs in the pathophysiology of HF, and in particular their counterbalancing action opposing the overactivation of the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone and sympathetic nervous systems, has been described. In addition, NPs are used today as key biomarkers in cardiovascular diseases, with both diagnostic and prognostic significance. On these premises, multiple therapeutic strategies have been attempted, based on the biological properties of NPs, to develop new cardiovascular therapies. Apart from the introduction of the class of angiotensin receptor stroke nepralism inhibitors in the current management of HF, Novel promising molecules, including M-atrial natriuretic peptide, a novel atrial MP-based compound, have been tested for the treatment of human hypertension. The development of new drugs is currently underway, and we are probably only at the dawn of novel NP-based therapeutic strategies. The present article also provides an updated overview of the regulation of NP synthesis and secretion by microRNAs and epigenetics, as well as interactions of cardiac hormones with other endocrine systems. HF with preserved ejection fraction, or HEFPEF, is a major driver of cardiac morbidity and mortality in developed countries due to aging populations and the increasing prevalence of comorbidities. In a state-of-the-art review article entitled Genetic Causes of Heart Failure with Preserved Ejection Fraction Emerging Pharmacological Treatments Jacopo Olivotto and colleagues from the University of Florence in Italy note that while HF with reduced ejection fraction is dominated by left ventricular impairment, HEFPEF results from a complex interplay of cardiac remodeling, peripheral circulation and concomitant features including age, hypertension, obesity, and diabetes. In an important subset, however, HEFPEF is subtended by specific diseases of the myocardium that are genetically determined, have distinct pathophysiology, and are increasingly amenable to targeted innovative treatments. While each of these conditions is rare, 
They collectively represent a relevant subset within HEFPEF cohorts, and their prompt recognition has major consequences for clinical practice as access to dedicated, disease-specific treatments may radically change the quality of life and outcome. Furthermore, response to standard HF treatment will generally be modest for these individuals, whose inclusion in registries and trials may dilute the perceived efficacy of treatments targeting mainstream HEFPEF. Finally, a better understanding of the molecular underpinnings of monogenic myocardial disease may help identify therapeutic targets and develop innovative treatments for selected HEFPEF phenotypes of broader epidemiological relevance. The field of genetic cardiomyopathies is undergoing rapid transformation due to recent groundbreaking advances in drug development and deserves greater awareness within the HF community. The present review addresses existing and developing therapies for genetic causes of HEFPEF, including hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, cardiac amyloidosis and storage diseases, discussing their potential impact on management and their broader implications for our understanding of HEFPEF at large. Ventricular arrhythmias play a key role in determining the prognosis of HF. Yet, few reports have examined the incidence of ventricular tachycardia, or VT, and ventricular fibrillation, or VF, or their relationship to mortality in patients with HF with mildly reduced ejection fraction, or HEFMREF, or HEFPEF. In a clinical research article entitled Investigator-Reported Ventricular Arrhythmias and Mortality in Heart Failure with Mildly Reduced or Preserved Ejection Fraction, James Curtin and colleagues from the University of Glasgow in the United Kingdom indicate that data from the Paragon HF, TopCat, iPreserve and CharmPreserve trials were merged and VT-VF, reported as adverse events, were identified. Patients who experienced VT-VF were compared with patients who did not. The relationship between VT-VF and mortality was examined in time-updated Cox proportional hazard regression models. Variables associated with VT-VF were examined in Cox proportional hazard regression models. The rate of VT-VF in patients with HEFMREF compared with patients with HEFPEF was examined in a Cox proportional hazards regression model. Of approximately 13,600 patients, over a median follow-up of 1,170 days, interquartile range 966 to 1,451, 146, or 1.1%, experienced an investigator-reported VT-VF, incident rate 0.3 per 100 person years. Patients who experienced VT-VF were more likely to be male, have a myocardial infarction, poor renal function, more adverse left ventricular remodeling, and higher N-terminal probrain natriuretic peptide, or NT-proBNP, than patients who did not. Occurrence of VT-VF was associated with NT-proBNP, history of atrial fibrillation stroke flutter, male sex, lower ejection fraction, and history of hypertension. VT-VF was associated with all-cause death 
adjusted hazard ratio, or HR 3.95, P being less than 0.001, and cardiovascular death, driven by death from HF and not sudden death. Patients with HEF-MEREF had a higher rate of VT stroke VF than patients with HEF-PEF. Adjusted HR 2.19, 95% confidence interval, or CI, 1.77 to 2.71. The authors conclude that VT stroke VF is uncommon in patients with HEF-MEREF and HEF-PEF. However, such events are strongly associated with mortality and appear to be a marker of disease severity rather than risk of sudden death. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Victor Waldman, Sergio Barra and Eloi Marion from the Paris City University in France. The authors state that Curtin and colleagues have to be commended for providing much-needed data on ventricular arrhythmias, or VAs, in an important and growing subgroup of HF patients. These preliminary findings, however, expose the inherent biases resulting from the post-hoc analysis of trials not specifically designed to answer this question. While sudden cardiac death, or SCD risk stratification, has focused for too long on patients with severely reduced left ventricular ejection fraction, this study raises the issue of VAs in HEF-MEREF and HEF-PEF and sets the stage for further research to better estimate the incidence and the impact on outcomes and eventually refine SCD prevention in this population. The strong association observed between VAs and overall cardiovascular mortalities in all HF patients, regardless of left ventricular ejection fraction, has important clinical implications and highlights the need for prompt and aggressive management of HF and underlying substrates. Studies with a rigorous monitoring of arrhythmic events in this patient population will determine whether VAs are mainly a marker of disease severity or potentially an important trigger to be considered in some way in risk stratification. Cardiac resynchronization therapy, or CRT, plays a key role in the management of HF. The indications for this form of treatment remain suboptimal. In a clinical research article entitled Electrocardiogram-based deep learning improves outcome prediction following cardiac resynchronization therapy. Philip Wouters and colleagues from the University Medical Center Utrecht in the Netherlands sought to identify and visualize electrocardiogram, or ECG, features using an explainable deep learning-based algorithm to predict cardiac CRT outcome. Its performance is compared with current guideline ECG criteria and QRS area. A deep learning algorithm trained on 1.1 million ECGs from 251,473 patients was used to compress the median beat ECG, thereby summarizing most ECG features into only 21 explainable factors, or factor ECG. Pre-implantation ECGs of 1,306 CRT patients from three academic centres were converted into their respective factor ECG. Factor ECG predicted the combination clinical endpoint of death, left ventricular assist device or heart transplantation, see statistic 0.69, 
significantly outperforming QRS area and guideline ECG criteria. C statistic 0.61 and 0.57, P being less than 0.001 for both. The addition of 13 clinical variables was of limited added value for the factor ECG model. Factor ECG identified inferolateral T-wave inversion, small right precordial S and T-wave amplitude, ventricular rate, and increased PR interval and P-wave duration to be important predictors for poor outcome. An online visualization tool was created to provide interactive visualizations. https://crt.ecgx.ai The authors conclude that requiring only a standard 12-lead ECG, factor ECG holds superior discriminative ability for the prediction of clinical outcome when compared with guideline criteria and QRS area, without requiring additional clinical variables. End-to-end -end automated visualization of ECG features allows for an explainable algorithm, which may facilitate rapid uptake of this personalized decision-making tool in CRT. This manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Zaki Atia and Paul Friedman from the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, USA. The authors conclude that the addition to the literature of this explainable artificial intelligence, or AI, method stands to increase our understanding of how AI works and how it may teach clinicians and scientists about biological mechanisms that can only be discovered using a data-driven approach. By disregarding human assumptions and mining data patterns by reviewing more signals than any human can review in a lifetime, Humanity stands to learn much. As Abigail Adams noted centuries ago, learning requires ardour and diligence. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will be of interest to its listeners.